This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Father, mighty God is He. Thank you, Jesus. Father, draw our hearts closer to you. And may we get to understand the depth of your love for us. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. May be seated. God bless you. I used to think you are joking when you sing in your room. I know you can sing now, actually. Come on, put your hand together. Uh, uh, I just laugh. I say, but uh, you sing, you sing. You sing, you sing, you sing. And I know good music when I hear one. And what a wonderful worship today. Come on, celebrate the praise team. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. All right, just very briefly uh, this morning. It's been a wonderful week we've had, so we'll try not to keep one another for too long. Um, the anchor verse for this month has been taken from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And then we went on last week to discuss a little bit about the implied questions in that particular passage of scripture. And then one of the questions is that, do you know who you are? And then the answer to that was that you are a chosen generation, you are uh, a royal priesthood, a called out people. And we said, well, instead of memorizing all that, you can you know, summarize the whole of that verse into three main things. That number one, you are special. Number two, you are different. And number three, you have a purpose, which is to give glory to God. And, and strangely, the man that said it, and... <laughs> that believed it and said it, you will probably be thinking that, well, he had it all together. I'm struggling to believe that. But he that said it, you know, he, he probably, you know, was feeling special. He probably knew everything about being special. Or maybe he was born special. No, it was Peter that said it. He wasn't looking the part. He wasn't spending the part. He wasn't sounding the part. Everything about Peter was contrary to the fact that he was special. In terms of Luke, he must have probably been, you know, heavily tanned because spent most of his life on, river, on the, the lake of Galilee, that we call Sea of Galilee, with the wind blowing on him and the scorching sun burning him. And so he probably wasn't looking particularly very gorgeous or very smooth like princes do look. And there was some ruggedness about him. He probably wasn't sounding very, you know, special as well. You know, being a fisherman, they are especially well noted for the way they swear. I hope you know that. And, um, I mean, this man, this swore word never left him in time. Even up to chapter 27 of Matthew, where he was denying Jesus. The Bible said he cursed and swore. Ah, apostle, he was. <laughs> that was the man that said he's special. So you are special. So perish the idea that you don't qualify. You are special. I mean, this man, I mean, being a fisherman to the core, 
you, you've heard the word Billy's Gate before. You say, you say, the Billy's Gate, I was coming out of somebody's, but Billy's Gate is another word that they use for profanity. When people speak profanity, Billy's Gate is a fish market in London. Some of us are aware of that. And so, it, 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 because you know what fish markets are, they smell. And thank God, one of the points that I will make along the line is that when Christ comes into an area, smell disappears from there. Ah, you didn't get the story yet. When Christ comes into a particular area, whatever is smelling there, they tend to disappear. We came to this area. Well, don't let fishermen hear about it. Smell disappeared. <laughs> and God brought a fresh aroma. Hallelujah. And so, this man was rough and tumbled. He wasn't the smooth guy that you expect. And probably was smelling too. But he came up and said that he was special. And I mentioned last week, so that I could quickly go to the few things I want to share with you today, that that was the product of what Jesus was telling them that they eventually believed. And may you believe it as well. May you hear the voice of the Lord calling you special. He's a good father. He loves us. That he can entrust so much into our hands, we that we are not worth much. If I'm going to spend the rest of my life, I want to be telling everybody around me, no matter how dirty they are, that you may be dirty today, but tomorrow you'll be clean. You may be down today, but I can assure you tomorrow you'll be up. I believe that God wants to put that word in my mouth. He wants to put those words in your mouth. That everywhere you go, you declare unto those that are down and out, that I say, way up for you. People have got enough discouragement already. Please don't add on to it. People, have, people are aware of how bad they are. I can assure you about that. The only thing they don't know how to, they can come out of it. And I thank God that in Christ Jesus, because of the love of the Father, he brings people out. He brings people out. And so please turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. We just share a few things there of what God calls you. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We want to see what he calls you and what he calls me there. And we just spend a few minutes on that and see where we go from here. Matthew chapter 5, please start from verse 13 and we go to verse 16. Are you there? He said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Glorify your Father. Glorify who? Because you bear his name. Any child that does well brings glory to the father. Brings glory to the mother. That they may glorify your father. Lord, I pray one more time. Bless this word on our hearts. Give us depth of revelation. Open up our hearts that we may hear you directly and we may hear you clearly. That nobody will live here downbeating and fearful, but we shall all live here rejoicing and confident in the plan of our Father for us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You are salt. You are the salt. And you are light. 
And I start with salt. What does salt do? Salt preserves. Salt preserves. And, um, <laughs> you know, that was a metaphor. But the reality of it is that I have seen many of my brothers and sisters in Christ being in a place, they sorted the place, they preserved the place, and it was not until they left that they knew what they missed. There was one particular person that was working in a company here in Aberdeen. I need to be very careful. And the company was doing very well. And we discussed, he said, look, you know what, I want to step out. I said, well, let's pray. But we prayed, we prayed. Eventually, the Lord gave him the go-ahead to step out. And then he stepped out. By the time he was leaving, they were going to promote him to just the position before the board level. Because he was going to work directly under a director within that company. And then he moved out. And then, six months down the line, he ran to my offering. Pastor, pastor, did you hear what, do you know what happened? I said, what happened? He said, that company has gone into administration. What happened? He said, it was such a sudden turnaround that people just could not. I said, you know what? You are the one holding that company on. And many of you may not believe it. That pattern is repeating itself so frequently. If you are there, and God uses to be the salt in that place, they will soon miss you if you leave. Another one reported not too long ago. Just came back. He said, this, this company, he said, immediately as the person stepped out, I won't use he or she. He said, there was a massive investigation that started. And they actually got some of the top people there to sleep in police cell overnight. And this person will have qualified for the police cell as well. He said, but just in time. In fact, this one was a matter of weeks. Stepped out and suddenly the salt left. Preservation disappeared. Joining my wife, 50th birthday, a few years back, I went back to a place of work down in London, um, in, the, in, in, in East London. And, um, you know, I said, let me just, because I know quite a few of the guys there were not, not personally. So I just said, let me go there. And, and the guy that saw me and was just talking, unfortunately, he's passed away now. He was one of those that spoke in the video, if you were at that birthday party. And um, he said, Chris, you know, I said, what happened? He said, immediately, he said, he said as if Nikki knew. So immediately she left, the old place was just tumbling down. The place was short. They've removed the sign there. You are salt. Maybe you don't know it. You are salt. And many times when a company bounces you, please don't do it arrogantly. Just look and check and say, maybe you're about to lose what is preserving you. Maybe. Maybe you cry less and you believe God more. That I'm here to make it work and I leave. You better be careful because nothing may work here. Salt also savors and flavors. It savors and flavors. Over this particular week, if I, if, if I lost the contact of one of the guys that, are, that we know in the, in, in, uh, we call it police Scotland. It used to be Grampian Police. We call it police Scotland now. Um, and we, we do exchange notes. I, I, I suspect that over this week that the Lord led us, and as another prayer meeting that was held in town here, um, I do believe that if, if we check properly, possibly offenses and crime over this weekend could have gone down. Because that's a flavor. We've had it many times. They keep coming and say, what's happened over the past so many months? And because children have gone all over the city. They were holding prayer meetings here and there. And flavor came into the community and things were changing. 
I've come to tell you today, you are more than you think. We are more than we think. And all this bowing our heads and feeling sorry or whatever should stop. We are special. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. We are special in Christ Jesus because of the cross, because of his death for us. We are not ordinary. And I want us to believe that. Now, how does salt work? Salt works differently from light. When salt works, it works in a hidden manner. And that's why when we were praying this week, I wasn't making any big fuss about people turning up. I make fuss about you coming on Sunday. You better do it because we do a lot. I wasn't making fuss because, you know, it's an underground what we were doing. And usually, it's just the underground work we get shown in the public later on. Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 6, I think verse 6, he was saying that whatever you ask the Father in secret, he will answer openly. So how does salt work? Salt works through prayer and fasting and the underground work that we do. People don't see. They don't know what is going on. It's a result they will see. It's a result they will see. And so... We have been called to be salt, and we are supposed to be hidden. You don't blabber it around. You don't go around talking about it. You keep going. The hours of prayer behind. This city is opened up. The story will be told one day of many of the labors of some of the older men that I met in this city. Their cries unto God. And God gave us the permission to also join them. And all of us together, you being here and joining some of us that have been older here, and we can see changes taking place. The times when I combed all the, most of the hills, I never knew I would even live in West Hills, most of the hills in King's West and West Hills, standing on those mountains, they will bring their results. They will bring their results. Those hours of night of prayers that have gone into it, those are the work of the salt underground. And very soon you begin to see changes. There was a major shift in this city that there was an oil boom, time to the time, in which many people decided, you know, to spend time praying. I'm talking around 1996, 98, year 2000, and then the price of oil was going up. And I can time that there has been a lot of complacency coming to this city, and we see things coming down. Salt working underground, salt stop making use of himself, or be relevant, and things are coming down. That's why we are coming back to the place of revival. That's why we are coming back to the place of fire. It is hitting us now because whether the city is doing well, we'll be hit. Whether the city is doing well, we benefit out of it. But we are the ones that make it work through Christ Jesus on the inside of us. And don't, don't joke with that at all. All those little efforts, they might mean nothing to you. Saul does not announce itself. It just mixes itself and then adds flavor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How does salt work again? It's through small quantity. Through small quantity. That's why I mentioned that we don't need large numbers. When we are praying, we don't. If large numbers come, God bless them. We don't need large numbers. Just small quantity. Just one person in the company makes a difference. Just your neighborhood makes a difference if you decide to stand up and be the salt there. That's all it takes. You know, we don't need many. Just a drop can make all the difference. And the usual difficulties are until the salt, you remove salt from food that you know that actually you've been enjoying salt before. I, I never have to cut down on my salt, but those that have to cut down on their salt, I learned it's a very difficult thing before they get used to it. I had to cut down on sugar at the time, and I still cut down on sugar. I mean, the first time, never got very sweet tooth anyway, but I mean, I used to take about two teaspoons for 
a decent mug of, of tea, of, of coffee. I normally take coffee. And uh, uh, the first time I got to zero, I said, ah, so this thing isn't tasty at all. Then praise God. After a while, do you know the environment can get used to lack of salt and they stay in their darkness? May this city never get used to the lack of salt. May your neighborhood never, may your family never get used to the lack of salt. I got used to lack of sugar. If I, if you put sugar, I probably will be able to drink it. Because you get used to it. That's how it works. Light works differently. How does light work? Light is about being in your face. It's a let your light so shine that they may see your good works. Light does not hide. It's in your face. If light is only light when you can see it, amen. And if we even try to cover it, it tries to come out from all the crevices so that everybody can see it. Light is there for everyone to see. And what does it do? It illuminates. A brother was working one of the companies here before. Some of you remember the testimony. He was working one of the companies, one of the very big companies. He works on projects there. They design things. And I remember very clearly, he mentioned studio, you know, it was an ongoing testimony because we were practically, the whole church were practically doing the design with him. He would come and say, praise God, we did the design, he failed this week, you know. And then he got to a point, the company recognized that it was his prayer that was making that design to work. And these were, you know, multi-thousand or possibly multi-million projects. So they thought they were making fun of him, but deep inside they were serious. They said, you better pray again. And immediately he prayed, the thing will work. Immediately he starts praying. Now, that is not a secret work. That is an open work. So there are some times that you just don't need to be sought in secret. You need to be light out there, right in people's face. With your Facebook, with your um, Instagram, with your Twitter. Keep telling me, keep, keep saying it. I know them all. With your, what else do we do again? Snapchat. You are too old for Snapchat. Aha, uh-huh, you see now. Yeah, I know these things. What else do we do again? Is that all over? YouTube. Eh? You, I had a teacher here. It was David that used to teach me about that. Mm? But all these things, folks, I'm asking us. Those are things that it is allowed that we let it be right in people's face. Because that is how light shines. Do you get what I'm saying now? It's not hidden. Light is out there. It must be seen. Amen. Share this a few times with you. The first time I, I was working in London, and I went to work back on Monday, and I saw one of the guys, you know, um, on the other end of the work spectrum. And I said, how was the weekend? And, and he said, ah, man, I was high on drugs. I mean, I nearly collapsed. I mean, my background, even if you are smoking marijuana, you hide it. I, and just in the open office, he said, man, he said he, he was high this weekend. It was the ecstasy was very great. Ah. I said, I've not been talking about Jesus. I'm coming next week. I'll tell you about Jesus too. So if people can be upfront about what is not decent and nice and what is destructive, why can't you be upfront about Jesus? Get, I mean, when I say in your face, I'm not meaning it to the negative side. You know what I mean. Get out there. Let people know. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. The problem is that if the light doesn't shine, the danger is that they start now treating you like darkness. 
I used to tell you before that when I get a new place of work and I can't just announce unto them that I'm a Christian, I leave telltale signs with a try sticking out of my pocket. After all, they will not, you know, suggest unto me to do things I should not do once they know that ah, this one is lost. It's not one of us. Lost in their own sense. Let your light shine. By the special grace of God, we know that this coming week, on Saturday will be the global day uh, of outreach, uh, you know, worldwide, you know. For years, many people have been doing that now. They just go out and witness. We have another program here on the day, but we said this week, Redeemed Christian Church of God, we decided to centrally that the whole week run up to that will be called the week of evangelism and social action. Evangelism and Social Action Week. So what we plan to do so that this light can shine. Amen. You know, brethren, you see, we cried for passion. Passion on itself, in itself, without commensurate action, will not take you anywhere. You can be burning on the same location. You can be full of fire unless you take the first step out. You remain where you are. So we're now saying that this week, we'll be sending messages out unto us to encourage our heart. I'm not expecting you to be a full-fledged evangelist in one week. And God can do it. I'm not expecting you to walk up and down the whole of Aberdeen and get the whole place saved. And then we have problem with accommodation next Sunday. If God wants it to be, let it be. Amen. Because I still know that in this same city, churches, we still have people queuing us out before they come in so that they can have a seat. You can write that down. Because God in his promises will always be true. So we plan it that this week they will send little messages out unto us for us to pray, for us to act, for us to do one or the other thing. And then through that, we hope that that step that we need to take to be light to the world, and there's no one that can't do it. It's not beyond you. It is just a little bit of training, a little bit of determination, and we shall be light indeed. Amen. Amen. We shall be light indeed. You know, some of the opportunities that passes us by, we, we, we regret it. I, I keep talking about the opportunity that I had when I used to travel between London and Aberdeen every weekend. Oh, what opportunities. What opportunities. Anytime I sit next to a person on the, on the plane, I just must divert conversation so that we can talk. I, one of the days I was speaking to this guy, it should be from the very far east, you know. Um, gospel is not very popular. I'm talking about the Korea-Japanese peninsula. The, most, the guy must have come from there. I mean, it's one of the craziest things that I've done. And we had a robust conversation on that plane, and he was pushing back. And so we came down, and I followed with talk. I walked with him so far that I missed my train. I actually got on that train. We were still talking. And those are things that gladdens your heart. I said, Lord, this is what you created us for. And you don't need to be a pastor to do that. It is the call upon everybody's life. Is somebody listening to what we say? He has called us to go out there and be light. And light we shall be. One other thing we plan to do this week. Have you got your phone in there, people? Have you got your phone in there? Please don't bring out your Nokia 310. Please don't. It wouldn't work. Now you are laughing. That's the only phone I take to some parts of the world. Because they serve me better there. All right? You've got your phone there. Uh, please don't, don't, don't flash it too much. Don't. We are Christians. Don't show off. Bring out your phone, please. I want us to do something with it now. I'm, I'm serious. I, we, are, we are in a serious business now. Bring out your phone if you have a phone. Fortunately, I left mine upstairs. It's just my habit. I normally leave it upstairs. Okay? 
If you have iPhone, please, you want to lift up your hand? Those of you with iPhone, let me see. All right. Those with iPhone, please go to your Apple store now. Don't worry. I hope our bandwidth will cover it. And please, um, the problem with that is that we've been trying to get a better bandwidth on this place. We've been struggling. They want to sell something to us at an incredibly business rate. We pleaded with them. So if you know a solution we can have, we try to do bundling or whatever. But I hope what we have can carry. If you can't carry it, please turn to your data. At least it's not going to cost too much. Hmm? Are you there? Or I go to search and search Jesus film. Jesus film. Has anybody found it? How many have found it? If you find it, say yes. Some of us will still need tutorial on this one. <laughs> you, you find it. Okay, so that I can move on quickly. If you find it, say yes. yes. If you've not found it, say no. <laughs> Jesus film. It's red. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. All right? So if you are quick enough, you can download it on us for free. You can start. If you are not quick, if the bandwidth is exhausted, too bad. You can use your data later on or finish it off at home. Now, if you are on Android, how many of us are on Android? No matter what you see, you don't wait until you get home. That's why I'm doing it here. All right? You go, so go to where? Google Play. Okay? Go to, you find it on Google Play? Google Play, Jesus film as well. And I'll tell you what we do with that. You see, many times we preach and preach and preach in church. We don't give us action point. We're having a meeting one time. One sister said, if, if he has one more preaching, she will scream. And I don't blame her. He just said, pray like this. She will just scream. Ah, enough. It's action today. No more preaching. Amen. All right. Did you find the Google Play? Is it Google Play we need? Or what do we need for Android? Play Store. Play Store. Yeah, yeah. Play Store. All right. Did you find it? If you find it, say yeah. If you don't find it, say nay. Uh, who is the naysayer there? <laughs> All right. All right, you can. Now, I will tell you what that will do for you as you go to the week. Now, that, that also tells me, brethren, that... Jesus rules in this world. You know the most popular book in the world? Huh? Bible, good. Do you know the most popular film or most watched film in the world? The one you are seeing. It's been translated to 1,500 languages. That was not an agenda that was pushed by Apple. It wasn't pushed by Microsoft. Not by billion dollar company. It was pushed by a very small charity. Started by Bill Bright. That is called Campus Crusade. Started in 1951 in California. And it has gone around the world. It's been called the most efficient charity in the whole world. You see, when I was pondering over it, I said, Lord, you know what to do with ordinary? That's why we keep praying, no money, no money. You see, when your heart is right with God, with your little budget, you can do so much for Jesus. I mean, if, if, if governments could have pushed against all these huge statistics I'm talking about, 
Hollywood could have pushed against it big time. Wall Street could have pushed against it and made sure that theirs is number one. But ordinary, small, budget companies like that, God breathed upon it and it's exploded. Another company like that, that's a Christian company, is called Compassion. They sponsored across of five million. Thank God many of you are part of that already. Not a billion dollar company, not a billion pound company, simple company, Christ breathed upon it, and it's gone places. You know what I'm talking to you about? Whatever you want to do for the Lord starts now. You'll be surprised how far it will go. Because when God is involved. So that's just a, a corollary to the, to the old story. So with that particular app that you have, you've got a few things. Number one, you have the Jesus film itself. It's about 158 minutes. Watch it. Amen. Let you watch that film. Please, go on the fast of all the other Facebook. How are you, sis? How are you, bro? Hey, my friend, your face is fine. Gorgeous. Fantastic. Awesome. Now, leave that for one week. Does that make sense? And just let's spend time, and I'm serious about it. See, those that make differences like that, the ones that follow simple instruction. I've not been doing mentoring or the whole thing, but I find that there are so many things by the grace of God that I know that I have not been able to pass on to many coming generations. Many of them is that it's little steps in life that eventually makes a person a big person. And I, I hope I have opportunity to do a lot of mentoring. So when I mention these things, we have so many things, we embrace the wrong things, we leave the right things. It is your daily routines that will eventually turn you into who you eventually be. Write that down. I'm totally. So when we give simple instructions like that, a few may follow it. I pray many will follow it. Go down the line. You will see the difference in those that follow it. 158 minutes is a long time for so many of you. I agree. It's a long time. You're busy. You've got the project you are doing. You've got deliverables. You've got time. But you can break into small sections. You can bookmark it. It's one of the best apps I've ever known. Now, that's number one. Number two, that's for your own self-development. Number two, there are little snippets of film in that app. Look at them. You had difficulty in starting conversation. You can play it with someone in Starbucks. And as you play with the person, you, if you are not intentional about it, you will not have it done. You know, many of the times we keep saying, oh, it is, it is hard because we have not tried. I mentioned that to you before. If I thank God I'm not, if I'm a person that's on crack, use myself, thank God I'm not, and I won't be. If I'm a person that's on crack, if I enter a small village like Breckin this evening, before bedtime, I will get crack. If it's not in Breckin, they may tell me to just go there a little bit down the road to another village or another person. There will be somebody. You know the reason why? Whatever you look for, you get. If you look for souls, you will get souls. And one day, the Lord will challenge you that did you actually look for them? I'm not talking to you alone. I'm talking to everyone. I'm talking to myself. Let's be proactive. Seek out souls. That is what will be measured with on the last day. That is where your reward will depend so we give you us the tool that we use, and I pray the Lord will help us to use the tool in Jesus' name. All right, so that's it. We will pray, but before we pray, any question on those things? And uh, this is so important to me. It's not, uh, said today is not for preaching. We've prayed all week. Fire is in us already. We're stepping outside there. But importantly as well, let us see how we can turn all that into action. Amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, any question? Anybody ready to go for it and just try it in the week?
And I promise the Lord will back you up. The story of conversions are sweet. Man, they are very, very sweet when you hear them. I've got a few of them to share of how God can use you to bring people to Jesus. And I'm seeing someone in this office, the chief executive of your company, through you, they will come to know Jesus. And you just need to do the little things we talk about. Just do the little things. You don't need to learn know how to preach. Just do the little things. And the Lord will turn it around. The Lord mandated that we should do a few things today, including praying for the sick. So I need to go quickly to that. You want to rise on your feet with me quickly, please? And let's just take one or two prayer points, and then we pray for the sick. Amen. Amen, church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Salt and light. If you want to title it, salt and light. Salt and light. You will shine. I say you will shine. And non-Christians, they will come to your light in the name of Jesus. Those that are shining for the Lord, Lord has a habit, if you want to use the language of man. He has a habit of preserving them. He doesn't want to lose them. I find that with God. I mean, sometimes you can ask a person, it's time to be up quickly, but more often than not, if a person is very useful in the hand of God, God is never in a rush to take them out of here. Even when they want to go, just keep using them, keep using them, keep using them. And that's why I'm praying for you, that you will be a mighty tool in his hand. And one of the things that will help you to be a mighty tool are testimonies. Amen. So that will be our only prayer today. That the Father should give you testimonies so that the world may believe that you have been chosen by him and that you are a carrier of his good news. Amen. So that will be our prayer. You can pray it in a confessional manner. Now, that is all encompassing. But the proviso is that once you say, Father, give me testimony so that the world may believe that you have chosen me to share the good news, you are already making a vow. Is that okay? And don't make a vow if you know you will not fulfill the vow. So if you know that God gives you a huge testimony, testimony, June last year, got a letter. Um, nearly June this year, got another letter. And the disparity between them, part of the unfinished testimony, unless I missed something, was that there will be no gap between one job and another. Yeah, God will transition him smoothly and God fulfill everything he said unto him. When you have testified here, you will, as the Lord will lead you, when people try to say, ah, how did you manage this oil problem or whatever? Don't leave the name of Jesus' house. Don't leave the name of Jesus out. It's easy here. When we get outside there, let us be bold. We are nothing without him. Amen. Say it boldly, say it clearly. And as you do that, it will begin to spread. People will know Jesus is in town. Hallelujah. Jesus is working. Our king is ruling supreme. So you will ask for testimonies. You will ask for major breakthrough in your life. For one purpose, so that you can let the world know that God still does wonders. Amen. So that you can let the world know. It might be a personal thing. It might be with your health. It might be even with your Christian walk. Whatever it is, your prayer is that Lord in your mercy, do something special in my life. 
Some of you in here, thank you, Lord. The unction for healing is here. Some of you in here, you have got the details of your medical report with you. And very soon, they will compare the old with the new. When they start saying it is spontaneous regression, when they say it is unexplainable change, shut them lovingly, shut them up lovingly and say, no, we prayed and God did it. Will you do that? Do you promise to do that? Because those reports will change. And some people are saying, you know, a key into what Shia the judge did, yes, key into it. It's not going to be employment letters only. It will be medical reports as well. It will be medical reports for your children as well. It will be changes in the prospect of your company. When there was a study that was done, they said this company cannot blossom. Your career has come to a dead end. And you have the evidence within an email. And another one has come. You have now been given a luscious, wonderful appointment that's glorifying God. And somebody is saying, well, one in a million chance. It can happen. No, it's not chance. It is God that did it. Will you do that? Are you ready to pray then? Serious business. Amen. And I'm expecting a raft of miracles and signs and changes in our lives because we have chosen to say we give it back unto God. We give it back unto you. Testimony. The sister, it seems I've seen nothing is going to happen. Praise God. That changed. God set up a home for her. Week in, week out, we have something to share. But let's go beyond here. Amen to that. Let's go beyond. Thank you for saying it here. But there's other places to share the testimony. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It makes your preaching easy. Makes it very easy. Ten people were lined up to be sacked. And by all indices, it was clear that you are number 12. And in the first 10, or how do you put it now? They, you know, they've you know what I mean? They've cleared everybody. By the time it will even get to being spared, you're about two, three steps away. And suddenly they brought you right from behind. They brought you right on top of the pile of those that have been retained. When that happens, you may thank human beings, but let there be something visceral from you. Not necessarily in an obstructive, obnoxious manner, but in a gentleman. And I say, ah, thank God for this. That's how testimonies start. Amen. That's how witnesses start. You want to pray right now? And you're going to ask God to do something special. So that as somebody came back to work on Monday and told me it was I on ecstasy, you would tell them, you know what? God moved in my church yesterday. God did incredible things. I know you've been facing the pressure. You will tell somebody you can come next Sunday. And God will meet with them here. Let's pray as confessional prayer with energy, with gusto, and with grace. I say, Father... In the name of Jesus, your word says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be a major work done in my life, a turn around in my situation, a lifting for me, oh God, a turn around in my children's life and situation. And uh, we come back and give the glory to you. In the name of Jesus. Turn that to your prayer. 
Just have a few moments to do that. Be expressive in your prayer. Congregational prayer, they are usually expressive prayers. Prayer where people gather together with one voice. They cry to God. And the Lord will meet you and turn everything around for you in the name of You are salt. You are salt. You are salt. And you are working. You are light. God will give you a mighty testimony. The world you'll be able to boldly declare before the world and say, Come and see what the Lord has done for me. And his name and his name only shall be glorified in your life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Testimonies will come your way. And the light of God shall shine in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Choir just just begin to minister for us as we begin to pray. For every need in this room, as the Lord will prompt us and lead us, uh, if it so desires to call a few uh, situations and cases out, and we can pray for them by laying of hands. Uh, but just keep ministering. And of us, we just keep to pray. Pray for everybody. Lord, every sickness in this room here. You might be praying, thinking you are praying for your neighbor, but God might meet your own need. You might think you are praying for somebody else's child, but it might just be your own children the Lord is ministering to. So all voices lifted, all hearts lifted unto Jesus, the great healer. You are promised that you want to do mighty things in our midst. Lord, heal all today choir continue to minister please and the people continue to pray just continue to pray and let's wait on the lord if there are particular things you want to demonstrate his power for all to see thank you jesus call on the name of the lord call on the name of the lord yes lord lift him up in this place Yes, Lord. Lift up your voice and pray that.
the best word to describe your situation is that your career is very, very sick and is about to die. There are one or two people here that the Lord wants to resuscitate that particular thing he has placed in your hand. Might be a business, might be a career. And as you quickly step forward right now, I will pray for you and continue to minister and just lift up the name of Jesus in this place. Also, there, is, there are people here, a particular person, you're having this incessant right side of neck pain. If you're in the house, lift up your hand. If you're that person, I want to be sure. God bless you. Come forward. Those ones, the very category that I said, come forward very, very quickly. It's just going to be a quick touch of the hand. And there are quite a group of people that I want to send the word of life to in the congregation there. The spirit of life that is in the house we waken all that is dead. We waken all that is dead. All that's supposed to be alive and is dying or dead, they shall come back alive. Choir, continue to minister. Lift up your voices unto the Lord and make your pleas known to Him. Just continue to call on Him. I'll come over to you in a minute. i just quickly pray for you. There is nothing you cannot do. Stand amazed in your presence. There is nothing you
has done it. sickness the Lord brought that back to my mind there will be the old report and there will be the new report and those two reports will be brought up here and in the circles of the professionals they will have no explanation but to agree that this is a miracle of God and you are expecting that and you want that to happen to you specifically lift your two hands up right now that's what I believe the Lord lays on my heart if you also have people in a far away place and you want them to be touched I will go upstairs to do, deal with the children don't worry I'll tell you in a minute Father right now in the name of Jesus let the anointing for life and healing from above rest upon these hands now. Rest upon these hands now. Now lay the hand wherever you have need for healing and touch of God. I command right now in the name that's above all names that these anointed hands that have been laid in those areas let the full work of restoration and healing be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that which the Lord has done today shall be permanent. The one that's going to be done progressively, it shall not stall. It shall go all the way through. And Christ alone shall be glorified. And hereby I command the blessing of God over the whole house. As many as under the sound of my voice, be blessed of and by the Lord right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. The days of sorrow are over. These are the days of joy and blessing. And the name of the Lord God of Israel shall be exalted in your life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Shout hallelujah. Immediately after service, um, I will run upstairs. So we've got children there that are in need of special touch. We pray for all of them on Wednesday for their academies, for their progress. That is okay. But you know your child is in need of a special touch. Please don't let's clog it up. You know the kind of thing we're talking about. Something big, something that, you know, we've laid out all of them on Wednesday, but, you know, specific cases. Run upstairs. I'll be there within three minutes. I need two or three ministers to be there with me as well. And then we'll just quickly minister to the children. And the month of June, as I'm trusting God being my birthday month, there will be plenty of testimonies in this sense. I said there'll be that's the only birthday present I'm asking from him. Every pending case to be resolved by that very month in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you will not be an exception in the name of Jesus. Come and give praise unto the Lord. For more information on what you've heard. 
please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.